This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back, Jay Foreman, Austin Norman, old school. Uh, we're about to move into the portal news. We got some text though. Uh, unknown texter eleven hundred says, "Ask Strick about NBA Jam in college." So it must be somebody that would play with Strick in the dorms, and probably uh, you know won a couple tickets off him or something like that. <laughs> uh, Wet blanket says, "Not having an identity is not an identity. Dictating a style of play on your opponent is a style. Adjusting to an opponent's style is is not." Successful teams have an identity and force their style on opponents. You cannot win consistently by conceding and adjusting to your opponent. I don't think that's what he, I don't think that's what they're doing. They're actually well, actually, first of all, the the great ones adjust. Number one, um, adjustments. If you can't adjust in this day and age of sports, you would not win. I don't care what sport it is. Um, everybody has a type of style that they like to play, but if you like to be multiple and are able to be multiple, then that is your style. Um, mm-hmm. Now, it isn't a style if you're not able to execute the, uh, you know, I guess, a mul- you know, to be multiple and, and, you know, whether you want to be a man zone, small, you know, whatever. If you want a good example of that, you can look at the Golden State Warriors. They're able to, they, they were able to play big enough to be able to uh, keep their skill players off the boards and, uh, you know, allowing them to play free. But then they were able to create a, offense or defensive unit. I think they call it the death unit or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, where they were relatively small, but then they spaced the court and essentially just wore teams out um, by spacing the court. And then, therefore, that was their that's their offense was actually their defense. So that's the basketball. Football, if you ever want a team that's uh, that's been multiple or um, adjusted, there's nothing better than, you know, the Patriots with Tom Brady. Um and Bill Belichick because they went from defense game management with the greatest quarterback of all time, slowly but surely letting the reins off of him, and then obviously timely defense, and obviously still led by the defense. Probably you know when they went and beat Philly to where then they got into where there was more offense that was dictating the the style that you could play on the opposing team's offense, which didn't help their defense. Uh, generally worked out, and then their probably greatest adjustment. <laughs> was when they beat the Rams. Oh, yeah. Where uh, they essentially went three yards in a cloud of dust, tough defense, went essentially used a defense that they used against um, the time when they were the St. Louis Rams um, against them. Played very, very physical, uh, stopped the run against Todd Gurley, who was obviously compromised a little bit with a knee injury, and then go from there. So I, yeah. I'll, I'll throw this out there. Right. I think when you think of a team that's versatile, that's able to adapt, I think of it kind of through like boxing terms, right? Teams that have a style, have an identity are aggressive. They're always on the attack. They don't give you a second to catch your breath. You're always on the ropes. 
Whereas the the versatile team that can take away what your strength is is okay being on the ropes, not taking any you know big blows, but trying to figure out what your weakness is. A little probing, get yeah. a few jabs here and there, and then you mess up. They go in for the kill shot. They you know they go after you once they find out what that weakness is. I think it's that adaptability, yeah. that patience to figure out what the best matchup is. There's no one right way, right? If you have your own style, you can impose your will. That's right. always nice. But at the same time, if you can frustrate your opponents by taking away what it is they do well, yeah. if you don't have a bad matchup because you have a lineup you can throw out there to counter anything, yeah. there's there's plenty of value in that. Well, I mean, if you want a football, I guess, example, which was the championship weekend against Alabama and Georgia, uh, the first series, Nick Saban would tell you they were dropping Dallas Turner, who's one of the, if he's not the best pass rusher in the, in the nation, he's one of them. Uh, just based on what their normal defense was, Georgia was able to essentially walk the ball down the field. They made an adjustment, or he made an adjustment, or that you know, uh, where he said, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna rush him, and then we're gonna play two high safeties and, and make them beat beat us underneath because we feel like we can get home with four, and then also we, even though we'll be light in the box." meaning you don't have to insert a safety or a rover or whatever extra player into your run defense. Therefore, you will. Um, they felt like they were good enough against the run to do well against Georgia, and that's obviously what they did You know, tenfold. So the great ones adjust, and that's what uh, Coach Osborne used to always tell us. There's plenty of examples. You come out and try to do what you want to do. They get paid too, right? Um, you got two coaches that know each other very well. I mean, heck, I think Fred Hoiberg's son was a walk-on, so he knows mm-hmm. the, the dad really well. They played against each other multiple times, so you're not going to surprise them. Um, so you got to beat Michigan State a little bit at their game, but then also be able to play your game. Flip it. Creighton did what we did to Michigan State against us, and obviously ended up being a 29-point uh, victory. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you are able to adjust and learn from your prior mistakes, which Creighton had to learn from the last year, you're able to get a team so out of the sorts that you end up winning by more than 20 points. So, Onward and upward, now it's to the transfer portal. Well, we won't jump into the Nebraska news as of yet, but there is one interesting name. I always like the interesting names in there, uh, Austin. And there's one that people really uh, won't maybe not be a household name. Is Jacoby Windham, Windman. Uh, he's a linebacker. He's a linebacker listed as a linebacker, defensive end, hybrid type from Michigan State. Um, not this year, but last year he started off like, gangbusters with six sacks slowed up at the end of two seasons ago and uh, did pretty decent this year with, but he has injuries, but he, he has some pretty good pass rush ability. You know, Michigan state has a pass rushing coach or analyst or whatever you call him. I think he's a D line coach. Now Uh, coach Jordan, who exclusively works on, he learned it from the Seattle Seahawks when they had, you know, those eight guys rotating. Um, So he does a really good job with them. A tough kid though. And he's kind of like an in-betweener where he doesn't have a true position. You know, he's mm-hmm. not big enough to be, you know, say like a true 4-3 end, uh, but can rush the passer with his hand in the dirt. And he's probably just big enough to be, you know, probably a stack Sam linebacker, maybe Will, even Mike, but I don't know if he has those skills. But nevertheless, being able to win one-on-one and get to the quarterback is going to make him appealing to the portal. He must have just jumped in today. The other name that was obviously probably the biggest name is Ty Thompson, who's the backup quarterback to Bo Nix mm-hmm. at Oregon. He had the pitcher after uh, losing to was it even last year when they lost or it was la- or when they lost to Washington. Mm-hmm. He had had some pitcher 
that he was out there just taking it all in, I guess. I don't I, mean, I never sat up there and watched another team celebrate, but he did. <laughs> He's in the portal. Um, definitely comes highly regarded, but he hasn't been able to play, obviously, the last two years playing behind Bo Nix. Do you like Gabriel to Oregon? I don't know. I mean, I think he fits it. Mm. I, I mean, I think he – I mean, you're getting the same thing. I think he had a good year. Uh, I think he was br- pretty good at UCF. I thought he was good last year at Oklahoma. I was very surprised that he jumped in the portal. Maybe it's a money thing. Maybe it's an opportunity thing. Maybe it's, you know, Oregon's the new it team. You know, you, if he was still at UCF and, and jump into Oregon, you'd be like, okay, I see it because then you can get on a bigger stage. Well, Oklahoma's going to the SEC. And you, I felt like they were turning the corner as far as the team this year. And, um, and he was a big part of it. If I, it was, I was, he was probably the, the most surprising in how quick he got in there. Um, so you don't really know where it's at, but I think he's a, he can play quarterback. The one thing I always tell kids, you know, um, as a matter of fact, just talking to a kid this weekend, he's like family. I said, look, man, the football is always going to handle itself mm. because you can play. And all the other stuff, you know, that's for people that, you know, that handle all the NIL and the, and the BS that goes with it. But the football, the football you play in, and what you do to make yourself good shouldn't change no matter where you're at. Now, obviously, there's other factors and stuff like that, that, you know, you got to have, you know, capable linemen and all this other stuff <laughs> with it. But ultimately, there's two ways to attack it. One, you got to make sure that you got guys that actually, I call it walking and chewing gum. That means <laughs> if I throw you a pass, you got to be able to catch it. That means if we're supposed to be in an overfront, then you can actually line up an overfront. If, you know, that we can make tackles as far as defense. But then also, if you have if you have those things, which essentially could be the basics, if you are a dog per se or a leader, you will bring the best out of them, and the, and you do that by one continuing to be your best, but the two you got to be demanding. And mm-hmm. then um, you know if you go someplace where you can actually be you know make a long history in your name, you know rings forever. And that means you could, in some ways, some fashion, you know, become a son of a legend then that's bigger than just out there chasing, uh, you know, quick stuff because ultimately if you're good enough, that'll come around for you. And, um, you know, very rarely can you get into a situation where you can do some things. So, you know, not too many other uh, big names jumped in today, but one of the best names I've ever seen, Jaquavis Marks. I love that name. Yeah, I watched him. He was at Mississippi State. Uh, C.J. Stokes, though, who was a highly rated running back coming out of high school, from the University of Michigan, he jumped in. They're in the college football playoffs. So that's interesting with, obviously, Blake Corum going to be moving on. Edwards will be back. But then also, mm-hmm. it lets you know Michigan has enough depth. But that doesn't mean C.J. Stokes couldn't be a plus for somebody. Um, another name that uh, I know very well, the name, the last name I know very, very well, and that's only because uh, I played against him for so long in my career, and I know you saw it. I, I, yeah, I, I know. did see Look this at you. one. Uh-huh. You just over there. Listen, <laughs> man. Austin was over there like a little fanboy for Adam Vinatieri. 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 I've never Jr. changed my opinion on a man so fast than when Adam Vinatieri went from New England to Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah, I know. And here's the thing about him. Here's here's the greatest thing about him. This is let you know about kickers, whether you're looking at Nebraska's kicker or just. He's one of the greatest kickers of all time. Mm-hmm. Probably say Tucker's in, in our, my time. Mm-hmm. Tucker's one. 
uh, Vinatieri is number two, right? So when we when I got into the NFL, he was in New England, mm-hmm. and he was you know just obviously just getting there, or just you know he's kind of obviously early in his career. We would beat New England, and here's the thing: we knew when we play against him, he would miss. We were like, oh yeah, he's gonna he was gonna miss a pressure kick, and we oh. would win. L- literally, I would never forget it. We went up there and played uh, New England, and. Uh, it was actually probably the game I missed the bus, right? <laughs> that's why. That's why I know. That's probably why it was in my memory. Missed the bus, and uh, it, you know, it was a late starting game. So you it, missed the bus. He missed the kick. So yeah, and he did. Yeah. And I was like, "Hey, we got to win this game, so I don't, you know, get fined." And actually, I think it was that game. But it, that's what we talked about in special teams. Mm-hmm. Pressure. Now it was different. The stadium was different, um, and that you, you know, the wind and everything played a factor of it. But he would miss, and then. You know, a couple years down the road, you know, he, he then, you know, what, three years later, so in my fourth year, in the coldest game I ever played played in, it was a snow game. We went to the very last second in overtime because Vinatieri, you know, they would try to kick it, slip. It was the most blocked field goals ever. We we had Steve Christie. He was a great kicker. He'd slip. Well, they got it down to, like, the one-yard line. Called a timeout, got the field and beat us. Then he started making pressure kicks, and then he obviously went from New England to – the Colts, and then I go to Houston. Can't Same. get away from them. Can't guy. get away from them. Dude ain't miss. <laughs> now, granted, Peyton Manning and them scoring enough points. He was co- against us. He, was, he hey, against us, he was getting a lot of extra points. Okay, there wasn't too many. Uh, there wasn't too many uh, field goals, field goals for him to be uh, worried about. But his son is in there uh, from Louis- University of Louisville. Uh, Isn't that Ball State? Is it Ball State? Okay, yeah, Ball State. I Sorry about Ball that. State. Yeah, it's Ball State. Um, Which, can I tell my Ball State story? Yeah. Funny enough. First Hester game I ever went to, Callahan's last year, 2007. I'm sitting South East Stadium as Ball State's kicking towards South Stadium for the field goal to win it. Right. They missed it. Oh. Nebraska wins 41-40. It's like a 45-yarder, Yeah. I want to say. The first Hester game I ever went to, Ball State missed a field goal. There Nebraska it is. So won. you're the good luck. Right, well, and, and you got Bill Callahan fired. I hey, what can I say? Another uh, unique name in there is Malik Carr, the tight end from uh, Michigan State. Obviously, Ooh. with Michigan State having a new coach, um, is no different than Indiana. They these guys are getting in there pretty quick. They had three quarterbacks jump in within like five minutes of meeting them. Uh, now you got Jaron Glover, uh, wide receiver. Um, you got Christian Phillips, uh, interior offensive lineman. Brantley, Sebastian Brown, um, Dre Butler who's a four-star uh, as far as, like, transfer portal ranking. Pretty high ranking um, interior defensive lineman, uh, some other ones. So, anyways, good start there. We're going to go uh, – we're going to take a break here, and we're going to come back. And then we have the uh, wacky – our short segment, we're going to talk about the wacky uh, news of the day in sports. It's kind of funny, though, and uh, it, it kind of has to deal with what I saw at Kinetic and then obviously what's going viral – about what I think it was in Denver and uh, youth basketball, but this is another one. So Jay Foreman, Austin, we'll be right back. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.